1: Hi.
2: <laughs> hey Maggie, how's the
0: packing coming?
1: That's rude cuz you know I haven't started.
2: Oh, you've started. You've got piles, said, right? Things are in certain that's areas. That's just the way ready.
1: my room always looks. I don't have I I don't have like one thing packed yet, unless you count like the stuff that's already in my car, which is also a lot of stuff. That's
2: not. That good. could be a little disconcerting, <laughs> but I don't know that it is. I think you're going to get there just fine.
1: Yeah. yeah. We'll figure it out. I'll
2: help you. I'll help you and the big road Can trip's I have coming. It's a big week. This is a big show. We've got so much to do. Mm-hmm. We're going to be uh, answering your questions. We're going to be reading some hilarious letters from Maggie's childhood. I can't wait. So, <laughs> what do you say? We just roll the intro.
1: Let's go for it. All right. Mags and Dads, some chaos. Mags and Dads, some chaos.
2: I have to admit, Maggie, that last show hit me pretty hard. Yeah, why? Uh, when we were done after the show, I just felt this, you know, normally you put a lot of energy out, but because we were talking about you moving to L.A., it really hit me that we made it real, and, you know, it's just how different my life's going to be, because we spend so much time together, we do content together constantly, um, and you're my play buddy. Like, we we have the most fun.
1: See, this is funny, because technically, I already went to college. That's you know, true.
2: But like we I, had every weekend. I know, I, asked her I, know today I know, I said I said, now, did you spend any weekends away from us when you were in college? I did. Yes.
1: I was an independent woman for one weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stayed at school all by myself because my roommate would go home too. So that was kind of the main thing. It's like it wasn't fun to stay in a dorm by yourself.
2: Right, Um, So, but the commute was nice because we were working on projects and content and I really did look forward to seeing you. And it was like every, during the week we got a lot done and we kind of braced ourselves because when Maggie Uh, comes in for the weekend it was like this whirlwind of stuff
1: that's going to happen. It was was interesting in the fact of like I tried to get all my schoolwork done during the week and then when I got home over the weekend it was kind of like, okay, you got to make a lot of content because your content needs to last you for the whole week because you're not going to have time while you're at school. Yeah. So we got so to now I'm going to miss
2: the whirlwind, whirlwind, you know, you, you being I'm, around all the time. You're still going to
1: be busy.
2: <laughs> I'm still going to be busy. And I get it. And I want you to know that 100% that I totally support this for you. I think it's amazing for you. Um, and while the work that, I, that we do together is has been really amazing, and it will always still be, we're going to keep this podcast going forever for a long time, forever. for years, <laughs> for years. We're going to be like doing TikToks together in different ways and videos and whatnot. Because me doing my thing is, is good and you doing your thing has its I mean, magic. There's something else that happens when we do stuff together. And we want to always keep doing stuff together. But honestly, I think that as you grow as an artist and as a uh, professional woman in life, <laughs> like you, what you're going to do on your own is going to be so much bigger than what we've done together. I think it's going to be so incredible. And I don't know what it's going to be exactly. I think your music, um, maybe acting but also just <laughs> just you being you, the personality, personality that you are, I think you're gonna help a lot of people you're in so the world. You're so
1: nice, this is, man, now I'm sad. See, the thing about LA for me was literally months ago, I think it was like our first trip out to LA when I, like after college, um, and I kind of knew I wanted to spend a period of time there, like by myself, like just, you know, like i I just kind of felt like this was something that was supposed to happen. Um, but it was always kind of something that was far off. And now it's like, here, and i it feels weird. But I don't it's, but
2: it's only two months. I mean, that's the thing too. is we don't have to think about it as two as that's very good. permanent. and it may change that may change yeah. to some degree, depending on what happens. but and he may decide to come home sooner. We just don't know. But yeah. I just want you to know, I get it, and I support it. Um, it's kind of like the time I was in California with Eddie. And we were at one of my shows and events. And just like with you, you know, the kids would always perform with me in my speeches. If they were there, that way I'd say, you know, all their travel, clothing, and food is tax deductible. <laughs> but really it was like another way to help them build self-confidence. And so Eddie and I did some club passing and stuff in, in uh, my speech. And on the, the way to the airport, Charlie Plum asked Eddie, so are you going to follow in the family business? And he said... And I listened really carefully because there's always been this resistance from you and Eddie <laughs> to do that, you know, to even learn, you know, juggling or whatnot or performing for money because I was like, this could be a really way for you guys to make money. And Eddie said, if, I think if you do that, if you follow it in your father's footsteps, you have an obligation to go farther than they are, did with their career, hmm. which perfectly explained it but also gave me, gave me a compliment too. Yeah. Um, and so, like I said, he has to do his thing. And it's going to be amazing. Eddie's going to do incredible things in this world, and so will you.
1: hadn't thought about it like that. That's really cool. Wise kid.
2: Yeah, but take care of yourself out there. I will. Start with a good breakfast. I think you should. I
1: absolutely will. And you know what breakfast that's going to be?
2: On most days, I know it's probably going to be...
1: Magic spoon cereal.
2: Magic spoon (laughs) cereal. Absolutely. This is our first sponsor of this show, and we are so grateful. Magic Spoon Cereal has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free, and it comes in a variety pack of four flavors, Cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter.
1: And not only are the flavors great on their own, but they are also great when you mix them. You can mix cocoa and peanut butter, and it tastes like a peanut butter cup, and it's absolutely amazing. Um, It tastes like the regular cereal from your childhood, but this one is super nutritious and super healthy, and it's awesome.
2: You know what's happening now? I've had two friends, Andy and Caroline, both send me pictures of their Magic Spoon cereal shipments. So we've got friends supporting the show, which is so awesome and amazing. And if you'd like to do that, please go to <laughs> magicspoon.com slash wholesome to grab a variety pack and try it today. Be sure to use our promo code wholesome at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked.
1: Remember to get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash wholesome and use the code wholesome to save $5 off. And a big thank you to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode.
2: Don't you wish everything came with a 100% happiness guarantee? Right? That would be awesome. But uh, please do support our sponsors. So, Maggie, this brings us to an exciting question from viewers. If you haven't yet uh, gone out to wholesomechaos.com, please do. A lot of cool resources there, and you can learn more about us uh, and learn more about communicating within your family. And you can also request a topic or a question for the show. We have a lot of these, and please know we read every one of them. Um, in fact, we're going to feature three in this show. Starting with question number one, which comes from Christine. Hi, I'm 24, and we'll be moving away from home for the first time ever. Uh, I went to a local university, so I lived at home. I know Maggie had some difficulty moving into college, and I was wondering if you did uh, to make any. What did you do to make it any easier? I also want to know how Dan and Shay handled Maggie moving out. Uh, How how can parents cope better? And I'm really close with my family, so I'm a little nervous about moving almost three hours away from them. So that's from Christine. What do you say to Christine, Maggie?
1: There's high and low moments. Like it really is so exciting to start something new. I'm not saying you're not gonna miss home because I definitely did at times. Um, But something crazy interesting was I kind of felt the exact same way leaving college like to come back home as I did when I was leaving home to go to college. Cause like the fact of it is you can make any place your home and that doesn't mean like, you know, where your parents are is any less your home. It just means you have home in multiple places and technology is great. Keep in touch. Literally, I think it was for like the first month or two. I probably talked to my parents every night before bed. Maybe that's just a me thing, but it really felt like we were still very much connected.
2: You find your routines, right? You find oh yeah the times and moments to plug in, and sometimes less is actually more. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, my wife Shay really enjoys it when I'm traveling. She's <laughs> like, I can be way more productive, and we can have our moments to connect. But when you have that freedom and independence, just it creates more space for new things to happen for you and for your parents. And so, uh, how did we cope? We were we were, we were fine with it. I remember it was harder for me. <laughs> Thanks. It was Thank harder for me so with Eddie because mm. Eddie was moving away to college. With Maggie, I knew she'd still be close by. Um, I'm d- about to deal with that now, obviously, with her going to Los Angeles. But with Eddie, in my, it was our, also our first kid. As a parent, you have this space in your mind that whether you're thinking about it or not just always keeps track of where your kids are. It's kind of like that clock in the Weasley house in Harry Potter
1: hmm. that
2: kind of shows where everybody is. Beautiful analogy. And when Eddie moves, moved away, he went to High Point for his uh, first college experience. That was like, he fell off the clock. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where he was and I couldn't know where he was exactly or what he would be doing.
1: <laughs> I so. literally, I remember when Eddie left for college, I cause Eddie and I shared a bathroom like growing up. And so like his stuff was in there and my stuff wasn't there. And I remember after he had left, I, like, went to go take a shower. And I saw the two loofahs. And I was like, there's only one of us here now. Why- <laughs> Loki, why didn't he take it? But also, that's okay. <laughs> and so it was it was sad. I cried. I cried a lot when we dropped Eddie off at school.
2: So final advice for, for Christine with her question?
1: Um, It... It'll be a new experience. It'll be a new adventure, and not saying it's all going to be happy, but not all of it is going to be sad. That was terrible advice, though.
2: (laughs) Not at all. I mean, you're saying lean into it, and I think maybe you're going to just discover a new part of you. Enjoy it in this experience. So, and so will your parents. So be open to it and have fun and communicate. Talk a lot about what you're going through. Yep. And that goes to learning in general about how do you lean into an uncomfortable experience. I want to just kind of applaud something I've noticed about you a lot, with regard to TikTok and learning new things. Like you're diving, you're skateboarding, <laughs> like you're a very vulnerable learner, if we put it that way.
1: Very public learner.
2: Very public failure. Okay. <laughs> no, no, but you have to fail to get it right. You have Absolutely. to, you have to, you have to. With juggling, like for example, you've got to make a lot of drops. Mm-hmm. If you're averse to dropping you shouldn't be a juggler. And so when I started to get good at juggling, like people were like, oh, you're great at that. It made me very reluctant to do other things publicly that I wasn't great at. Cause I really got used to, I loved the feeling of people telling me I was great at something. And so I just want to tell you, like, I admire that about you and how do you do that? So naturally.
1: Thanks. Um, I've gotten really good at taking falls. (laughs) I think that's part of it. I will also say, I don't know why it's so much easier for me to fail online versus in front of people. I mean, maybe I do. It's because they don't necessarily have to see their in-time reaction. I mean, comments can still be kind of brutal, and comments from family members can also be brutal (laughs) in regarding to their opinions of my failing on the Internet. But,
2: But there's a reason behind it. It's not just for you, right?
1: Yeah, no. I will say... A big part of the whole skateboarding thing was something that I didn't expect. Literally, how I started to skateboard on TikTok was you sent me a TikTok and was like, hey, you should at this because it was a very easy skateboarding trick. And he was like, you could do it. Um, and so I did it. And it has over 2 million likes. And literally, both of us were sitting inside looking at the likes go up. And we were like, huh. Yeah. Did not see that one coming
2: at all. I don't think Johnny Ringer saw it either. <laughs> He's pretty happy you posted that TikTok too. That was
1: the guy I duetted. And it it didn't really make sense to us. But going through the comments, I will say the majority of the comments were girls being like, I love this because I have always been too scared to skate. Because the skateboard community can be quite intimidating and a little bit gatekeeping and rude. Um, Not everyone. But that's kind of like a stereotype that has some truth <laughs> well, in it,
2: around the skateboarding community. When you put it, when you put yourself in the mindset of a true, like someone who's absolutely hundred percent pure to their craft or art form, I get it. Cause it'd be like, we go into hiding to perfect, to perfect our tricks. We work so hard to get these things exactly right, to push the boundaries of what's possible. And then we feel like it's like worthy of bringing see- it forward. Maybe. I mean, I don't know that that's true, but I know that some people in my profession feel that way.
1: Well, the thing about, sorry, there's a piece of dust. <laughs> the thing about I have I have a good bit of friends who like are skaters and have helped me along the way, and every single one of them will say like for the people who truly love skateboarding like just for the pure love of it, and they're usually the ones who are really good. They're not going to gatekeep cuz they want you to experience the joy they have when they do it as well. That's good to hear. Yeah. And so like And
2: that and that makes sense.
1: Yeah. And so that was a lot of the response with the um, skateboarding was just, like, girls finding, like, like, comfort in it, I guess. Seeing it and being like, oh, if she can do it and fall. Like, it's not even like she's getting it right all the time. Like, she's definitely struggling a bit. Then maybe yeah. I can, too.
2: yeah You got to find your encouragement. And choose your, like, you're gonna get both. You're gonna get encouragement and discouragement simultaneously.
1: Bro, I've gotten so much hate. But how do you
2: you choose what to listen to? Like, how do you make that decision? Or is it a decision? (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah, I literally remember, I think I told you about this. I woke up one day and saw that like a skateboarding account had reposted me on Instagram. And I was like, that is so cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, it was like the first video I posted, so it was a really easy trick, it was nothing. And it had like, I don't know, like 100,000 views or something. And I was like, this is so cool. And I went to the comments, and it was literally people being like, this girl should like trip and break her neck. Like, she is a waste of space on this earth. And I was like, oh. That is not where I thought this was going. And, like, literally, like, hundreds of comments like that. It was the first thing I saw when I woke up in the morning. And I literally, I remember, I didn't even cry or anything. I just, like, read some comments. It was not positive. I, like, closed the app, and I was like, huh, okay. That was that was not fun. So you, you
2: didn't choose to listen to that. You kept practicing.
1: Yeah, and I so have, you're going to get both.
2: I have a, a similar story. When Mom and I first, first bought our Tesla which was like a big deal. Like mm-hmm. I never have been a car guy. I saved up a long time for this car. I bought a Tesla. And there's a Tesla community in Atlanta <laughs> on Facebook. And I wanted to like announce myself to the community. So I did a handstand on the front of my Tesla and took a picture and I posted it. And I was like, hey, my name's Dan. I just bought this Model X. I'm here in Atlanta. And all the comments were people telling me what an idiot I was and that I'd probably just damaged my car. And they were giving me links to body shops to repair my my. Clearly dented hood because that was no one in their right mind would have done this to a brand new car. And it was like went exactly the opposite way from what I thought. I thought they'd be like, hey, this is a cool guy. He's one of us. Was it dented? No. Oh,
1: my gosh. Okay. See, everyone needs to chill out.
2: Chill out. (laughs) And if you got some issues, work them out. Get some get some therapy.
1: Hey, do you want to hear a fun fact of the day? Yes. Fun fact of the day. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp.
2: It is sponsored by BetterHelp, which is a fantastic way to get therapy. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, Maggie?
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line, it's not self-help, it's professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide.
1: You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist and you'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule a weekly video or phone session so you won't ever have to sit in that uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available.
2: BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Uh, visit betterhelp.com slash wholesome. That's betterhelp.com slash wholesome. And join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states.
1: Special offer for Mags and Dad's Wholesome Chaos listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com wholesome.
2: Exactly. So do you want to do another question from an audience member?
1: Absolutely.
2: All right. You've got this one, right?
1: Yep. Okay, okay. good. Go ahead. Let's see. So Will B. asks, I would love you guys to talk about how why Maggie doesn't have a boyfriend.
0: How, how, should, how I probably, do you not have a boyfriend?
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, and why? How in the world? Is Lots there a why? Of reasons. Um, there is a why. Um,
2: it's been a long time. I have an answer. answer. <laughs> okay, go for Maggie, it. Maggie, almost having a boyfriend or not having a boyfriend is better for your music. You write a lot <laughs> more songs being narrowly close to a relationship but not actually having it. I, so you keep yourself in that precarious state of not knowing what the heck's going on romantically.
1: It's true. I think I've literally said to you, like, oh, man, I just want to get my heart broken so I have something to write about. Like, please. <laughs> it's so dull out here. <laughs> Be um, careful
2: what you ask for.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I I haven't been in a relationship in years. Like, it's it's been a long time. And I... I feel like, honestly, the thing I say most is, like, I'm I'm busy, and a relationship takes time, and I don't know if I have that time or emotional capacity. That sounds bad. That sounds bad, right? To say mm. I don't have the emotional capacity for a relationship at the moment.
2: I, I would just say you're Availability.
1: In- emotional availability. Okay. That sounds better. Um,
2: it's not always your choice, though. Like, you don't always know- you can't say I am now emotionally available for a relationship and then it happens.
1: (laughs) I think something really funny and I kind of think about this a lot and I've talked about this with my friends where it's like, after I got my heart like utterly broken, like absolutely shredded, terrible, terrible. um, I like prayed over and over and I was like, God, next time like I fall in love, let it be the one. Like, I I don't want to do this again if it's not going to like be like last or whatever. And, I, I think it might have stuck <laughs> because, uh, yeah, I just don't, like, feel as the same way anymore.
2: Not em- as emotionally accessible.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't fall easy. I don't.
2: So my advice would be to people in general that in terms of, like, serious relationships, like like you, um, like, put don't necessarily uh, seek them out. Put them off until they're absolutely unavoidable. In other words, um, go about your life. Build your life. Be happy. Learn things. Try things. Create something you're proud of. Because when you're self-confident, you have so much more to bring to a relationship. And otherwise, you're seeking out somebody to complete you Mm -hmm. as a part of you. And so when you just make you better, when you focus a little bit more selfishly on saying, I'm going to create the best uh, me that I can be, and then someone else, obviously... Confident people are also more attractive people for one thing. So if you're looking for a relationship, you know, it's probably less desirable in some ways. But when that person <laughs> walks into your life, like you said, the one or yeah. the one who's like, you know, I, I know when your mom walked in, the first thought, I was, tw- I was 23 at the time.
1: First thought was, what's her name again? No.
2: <laughs> I, I rec- like I said, I recognized her when I saw her. I, it was like I saw her soul and I knew her soul. And my first thought was, oh, damn, now we have to do this. <laughs> like, like everything else about my life had been going so well, and now it's rudely interrupted by this woman who clearly is about to change everything. But I knew it, like in an instant. And, Ed, so and Eddie felt the same way about, um, about, mm. rela- about <laughs> when he was dating at High Point, or he was not dating at High Point. He's like, until it's unavoidable because someone comes into my life and just rocks my world, I don't feel the need to try to do that.
1: Yeah, that was something I hated about high school relationships, and I never got. Like, anytime I was in a high school relationship, and people would text, like, the guy I'd be in a relationship would text me and be like, good morning, like, how's your day? Be like, why do I have to tell you? (laughs) Like, why why do we have to, like, update each other on every little thing about our life? Um, And my friends told me that that means I probably didn't like him. Um, they said when good morning texts feel clingy, probably means you're not into it. Um, but yeah, I, I've always said that I think a relationship should be two people complimenting each other, not completing each other. Because if you're looking for someone else to complete you, you're only like you're gonna be disappointed.
2: I like this. That's that's or disappointing, very good, as
1: my mom pointed out.
2: Information. Yep. But you know, you've always had good information. You've always been a, a soul searcher. A good communicator. In <laughs> fact, <laughs> I want to read some of your earlier communications right oh. now.
1: Um,
2: I have in my hand some notes that, that Maggie left us. We talked about this on episode one. And by the way, thank you to those who've been listening to us from the very first episode. This is episode five now. I know. Now. I feel
1: like people get our inside jokes because, like, we've said it a few episodes ago. Exactly.
2: Cool. And, and if not... It's really early on in the show. You can go back to that very first episode, and so it begins, and you can hear them all. They're, you know, 35, 40 minutes, whatever, something like that, and, uh, and then you'd be caught up from the very beginning and along on the journey with us, which is about to change. But this was written, um, oh, it's, it's, I do have a date, May, Wait. May 8th, 2015.
1: So I was 13?
2: Yeah. Oh,
1: that makes this so much worse.
2: Should I not read it?
1: Oh no, it's fine. It's just I thought I was like eight. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> well, it was obviously a tough day in your life because um, this is what she wrote me. So this is you know for people who said who think that we always had this perfect relationship. We every do. Moment just kidding. Of every day, uh, dear dad. Wow. What to say about you? You're a hypocrite, an absolute 100% hypocrite. You talk about being holy and nice when 60% of the time you can be a total jerk. (laughs) You say we need to get involved in church, but I don't even like religion. Jesus came down to get rid of it. You always push me down. You cussed at me before. Oh. And really, you you don't even know me. You don't know stuff about my life, and you are just as (laughs) bad. I'm not going to read that (laughs) I didn't do anything today, and you took away my phone, which you can't even do because it's mine. I paid for it. I pay for it, and then you come in like a preacher trying to <laughs> preach Jesus when you need him, too. You have no idea what goes on in my life. You don't know me. I'm sure I used to be your little girl, but I'm older now. I need space. Whether you admit it or not, I have a boyfriend. And he is one of the only people in my life who I even talk to. So congrats. By taking away my phone, you're taking away 60% of my happiness.
1: Back with that 60%. 60%
2: is a big thing of you. <laughs> you always make a laughingstock of me. And you see how much Eddie picks on me. And you don't even do anything about it. So punish me, ground me, take away my phone. I don't freaking care. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> I'm not going to read all of it. I guess I'll, I won't read all of it. That's about all of it, though. There um, were three
1: pages. It's
2: three pages. She said, will I let you read it? Oh, she said, uh, the reason I write these letters is to get anger out, which is actually probably pretty therapeutic, you know? <laughs> will I let you read it? Probably not. Mm. You know, maybe, Or maybe you can read it to thousands of people <laughs> all across On the, the world. I just want... To be me right now and not to be judged for every little thing that I do. So thanks. Thanks for making me feel like crap. I hate <laughs> having to talk about things, which is why I put them in letters. Maggie Thurman. Maggie Thurman. She I love that it. I
1: signed it the last name.
2: Last name. So yeah. so yeah, I didn't, I didn't intend to read all of that. But no, I, I didn't think you did. But, but here's the thing. I, I saved it for a long time because, you know, it meant something to me too. When it's I, very unusual for you to write that.
1: <laughs> Remember when I wrote you and mom that song called You Suck? Yes. That was, oh, that was to mom? Yeah, I wrote my mom a song called You Suck.
2: Which is actually ironically featured in the movie that mom yep. just wrote and produced.
1: Yep, it's in a short film.
2: Yeah, so, joke's on you. It was really you. good.
1: The lyrics were beautiful. It was, you suck, like being naked in the winter, having a hangnail and a splinter, jumping up and down and crying, having eternal birth and dying. Yeah, And and then there were like three more verses.
2: Yes, exactly. It was very explicit. Yeah,
1: but hey, that helped me with my songwriting today.
2: (laughs) But you know what? That is not the extent... That was the anomaly to um, your correspondence, to the notes that you left for us. Yeah? Yeah, I have another one here that I want to read because I carry this with me. This was from just a few years ago when I was president of the National Speakers Association and you snuck this into my bag because I was going around a lot. I was home. I so NSA chapters constantly. And it just says on the front, it says, Daddy-O.
1: And I'm going to build the anticipation even a little bit more. And we're going to do this after our next ad.
2: No, I think. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll do this after our next ad.
1: <laughs> you know, maybe I wouldn't have been as a moody child if I had a little bit of our next sponsor.
2: Is that right?
1: It's possible.
2: And the next sponsor is Feels. Feels CBD. And you know what? The thing about CBD is that it's not about what you feel. It's about what you don't feel. You don't feel stress, anxiety, uh, pain. For me, I know I move a lot better when I'm taking my Feels CBD. My joint pain is is way less. And of course, I like to move a lot. And I think I dance better too.
1: (laughs) On TikTok. Very important.
2: Feels is a better way to feel better.
1: Feels is a premium CBD that will help clear your head and feel your best. It's hassle-free delivered directly to your door. CBD helps naturally reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. There's no hangover or addiction. I have been taking CBD for years to help with my anxiety, and I recommend it to friends. I have friends who use it for anxiety or like cramps or anything like that. It's just more of a natural way to go, and it's awesome.
2: Yeah, I agree. Place a few drops of Feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. The thing to remember about CBD is that finding your right dose is important and everybody's dose is different. In fact, Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience so that you find your perfect dose. The Feels customer service team is dedicated to making sure you get the best use of your CBD.
1: Joining the Feels monthly membership makes your self-care easy. You'll save money on every order, and you can pause or cancel at any time. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash chaos, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping.
2: That's feels, F-E-A-L-S dot com slash chaos to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. feels.com slash chaos. All right, great.
1: All right, let's hear this letter.
2: Yeah, sorry to leave you guys on such a bummer there with Maggie's um, first <laughs> Angry letter. Angry letter. Angry letter, but, you know, it just shows you're a complex kid. But she also has this one. Daddio, hello, I love you, and I hope that you have a great trip. Enjoy the little moments and tell me about them later. You're a bomb-diggity dad and an amazing <laughs> speaker and an awesome president and husband. Take a deep breath... And relax. God's got you. Love, love you, Max.
1: That was a lot nicer than the other one.
2: Yeah, also a lot shorter.
1: Yeah, I, why can't
2: you write like three pages of this stuff?
1: Oh, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> I love. You can definitely tell that both of those letters were written after I started going to Providence because they got a little bit of theology in them. Yes,
2: exactly. <laughs> that
1: transferred to private Christian school.
2: Yeah, indeed. But, um, no, I travel with that. I keep it in my, my – it helps me feel close to you when we're far away.
1: That's so sweet.
2: And, and that's also, you know, we have all those connections in our life, ways to stay close, which will be really important here in the next two months.
1: Yep. Do we have another question? We have another question. Oh, my gosh.
2: Yes, absolutely. And this one comes from our Arhiksha, Arh- Arh-
1: we're so sorry if we I'm mispronounce sorry. anyone's
2: names. I'm Arhiksha, I, I, I really wanted to read your question. And we again, we read all of the questions that came in. Uh, and we're using three because these are so great. But also, I, I, I really feel for your situation. Arhiksha is in South Africa. Here's my question topic. So I live in South Africa. And recently, we had some negative events that have taken place which our shops have been looted and burnt down and it's been quite difficult for us. I've been following that, especially in Durban. Um, My wife and I actually had the opportunity to go to South Africa and I did a speech in three different cities, but in Durban in 2011. So it's beautiful there and I know exactly where you live. Uh, Just like Maggie, I'm also in college and I know it it has its own stress to it. Could you maybe talk uh, to give us some tips on how to deal with anxiety or just change up the mood? I really want to say how much I love your content. I swear times are so tough right now, but when I see your TikToks or when I listen to your podcasts, they definitely do help me feel better. Everyone has ups and downs, but I mean, with the work you guys do, just everything makes me feel amazing again. The whole Thurman family is always in my prayers. Thank you. If you guys ever come to South Africa, I would be honored to show you around. Wouldn't that be awesome?
1: That'd be so cool.
2: So... Again, back to the uh, a little bit of the anxiety question about moving from home, similar to the first one, but m- much more intense, you know with, with those types of changes going on all around. What comes to mind because I know you've had some experiences with anxiety
1: yeah i'm I'm a quite anxious person have been for a long time, and like I'd say it's probably only gotten worse with age. Um, I will say something that does. Help me is talking about it and when you have like surround your people surround yourself with people who know you're anxious and can kind of like pick up on your cues like when you just like need to take a second and like go away from everyone or like if you like just people who are able to read you of when your anxiety like what's spiking it and combat it I think that it helps me overall with, like, when I feel comfortable in situations and if I feel comfortable in situations. Um, But, yeah, genuinely, like, talking about it, letting people know. And I will say that was one thing where, like, I grew up with friends who said, like, oh, yeah, I have anxiety. And I was kind of like, okay, (laughs) like, cool. But I didn't get it. And I'd say like after you really experience it and understand it, it makes you a lot more empathetic to other people and you find like comfort in shared situations. And I feel like that's a lot of different emotions, finding comfort with people who are similar in those aspects. And I find that that does honestly reduce my anxiety because it's kind of like, I feel like I have to hide it a little bit less because they get it.
2: Mm Hmm. Now those are all great thoughts, Maggie. You know, when you said fighting anxiety, I don't know that, I don't know, you can fight it. You just have to, like you said, confront it, or not necessarily confront it, just acknowledge it. Acknowledge that it's real. Talk about it with different people. When I think about anxiety in my life, um, I've been very blessed to to not have uh, really debilitating anxiety. But I've approached many, many anxious moments from the first time I started performing. Like every time... Before showtime, people say, do you get nervous? I still get nervous before shows. And I feel like you have to move through that uh, with experience of like going through it and finding a way to feel anxious about something, how it's going to happen, but not let it crush you, finding a way to just keep moving forward, like keep the momentum and the progress of your life and keep moving toward the moments that maybe even scare you. And when you get to those moments, they're going to feel differently than you anticipate them because like from this moment, everything about our future, we, we make it bigger, we make it more intense yeah. than it probably is actually going to be right now. Um, you know, And I think what you, you can do with anxiety is acknowledge it, like I said, and then try to transcend it, like try to find something more aspirational to think about on the other side, mm-hmm. uh, the reason that pulls you in that direction um, and pulls you forward. Another word is fear. People talk about fear, and, and, and a lot of people in my business, you know, talk about don't don't uh, fears, False evidence appearing real. I don't know if you've heard of that acronym. Like mm-hmm. fear is nothing but false evidence appearing real. No, it's not. <laughs> fear is is yeah. real. Like it, anxiety is real. When you feel it, it is so real for you. So the acronym that I came up with for that one was find encouragement and respond. Like earlier, we talked about you can be discouraged or encouraged, find the encouragement, and then respond. Make a positive choice. I
1: like what you said about acknowledging it because I think that was a big issue for me for a long time where I was like, I'm not an anxious person. Then sure enough, I was hospitalized, and they were like, you're seizing because you're anxious. I was like, oh,
2: is that so? (laughs) I have an issue with saying, though, I'm, I'm an anxious person. That puts you in a category, right? I'm a person who experiences anxiety. Are you going to be identified by your limitations or are you going to use them to grow?
1: I think I have anxious tendencies and so it's something I have to be more cautious of. Yeah. yeah. And I'm also a person who has a hard time saying no to things. So, like, if there's a situation that I'm going into that I know is I'm going to hate and I'm going to be anxious the whole time, like mentally, I should just be like, okay, then I'm not going to put myself in that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Do I always go that route? No. But should I? Yeah, probably. Um, And so I think acknowledging it really helps because once you acknowledge a problem, you can work on a solution.
2: Yeah, and experience helps too. Yep, yep. Because you'll find life is a series of similar experiences over and over again, and so you get better once you know that at making new and better choices.
1: I got to say, though, about that question as well... It still blows my mind when I like read comments or DMs from people where it's like, you're like my comfort account or you're what I go to when I'm having a bad day to make me feel better because I had those people growing up and it just blows my mind that we can do that for someone else. Like that is the coolest thing. Like
2: I had a dream last night. You were hanging out with David Dobrik.
1: I had a dream last night that I was hanging out with David Dobrik. He was one of those comfort you people. You Just made me, for me think
2: of that. I know that's why I, I, I do that.
1: Wait, what? What was I, your dream? I, I
2: have no idea. What? I just I guess got a, a glimpse of that.
1: Dude, my dream was so funny. Literally, we I was like with some friends at a like theater opening or something, and Mariah was there. So like I, I didn't know she was going to be there, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like hugged Mariah, and then like David came over. But David was like six foot seven. <laughs> and I was like, what? And like, my mind w- was so confused because I was like, I've, I've I don't seen think he's six you. Foot seven. No, no, I don't think he is. Yeah. But I've seen him next to other people who I know their heights. And I'm like, you look, you look different.
2: No, Impressive. that wasn't my dream.
1: <laughs> it was really confusing to me. Um,
2: but back to your like comfort account.
1: Yeah, I would wait for those vlogs every week. And
2: and you can also be the, um, the one, like, that, does that help pull you out of your funk sometimes, where you're thinking, wait a second, it's not about how I feel, it's about how I can make other people feel.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing where it's like my whole goal with social media is to, like, it's in my bio, it's like, the go make someone smile. Because I really feel like that is one of the most positive things you can do on social media, is have a positive impact on other people. Um, and even, like, if that impact is just making them laugh at a stupid joke or a bad dive, like, to me, that's still a win. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm very happy that that is where we've ended up on social media. Because, like, in the beginning, it was just, like, you and I dancing. And that was great. That was fun. But I feel like when we bring in even more comedy and just even more, like, like, it feels so good to be able to make people laugh. And for people to think I'm, like, funny, that's really cool, because I...
2: You're hilarious.
1: I appreciate that. I
2: mean, I don't think people realize how much For of a comedy you- For a woman. You... For a
1: woman, I'm hilarious. Oh, come
2: on. <laughs> I didn't even imply that, much less say it. No, you're, you're very funny. Thank but you. But you've always been a physical comedian. Even before you could talk, you knew how to walk, walk into a room in your diaper and <laughs> command attention and do something funny and get people to laugh.
1: Let's not insert pictures of that. Because <laughs> I know a mom will try to.
2: Okay. It's, it's been fine. That's been good. Man. So any other um, closing stories or things you wanted to address? Because this is going to be a, the last podcast here in the studio for a while.
1: I know. And we're running out of time. And... Next week, for sure, we had an idea, a segment idea, where I want my dad and I to switch phones and read each other's DMs, because I don't think he knows how to do that. I have no idea. We're not going to get to it this episode, but absolutely tune in for that, because I think it's going to be hilarious, and we're probably going to have to censor a good bit of it, but we'll figure it out.
2: Yeah, and we'll yeah, figure it out. Next
1: time we do this, we will be on separate sides of the country in different time zones, Yeah, possibly crying.
2: Just kidding. I'm not gonna cry. No, it's gonna be great. And you and your mom are gonna have this amazing road trip. Are you gonna be stopping along the way at different? Like, do you have some sights in mind, or are you no, gonna just I try to get those quick I'm gonna as drive
1: the whole thing straight.
2: <laughs> yep. going get the pacing truck to fill up your car.
1: Yep. Yeah. I actually have this contraption. It's like a big straw where I can pour gas into the car while I'm still driving. Sure.
2: Like yep. the fighter pilots, they they can do that and get fueled midair.
1: Yeah. Pretty cool.
2: Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. No, I mean like any any destinations you want to see along the way. This is a big country and you're going from Georgia to California.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I want to see like a pretty mountain. That's kind of like my main thing. Any
2: general pretty mountain? I'm not
1: super picky. Okay. If I could see a mountain and like maybe walk on it a little bit, I'm happy. That sounds like a, I don't need to summit it. Just a few steps, and I'm good. (laughs) Take a picture. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, I can't wait to hear the stories about this next week. Absolutely. About the road trip and about your new place. Yep. And um, I I love you, Maggie. I
1: love you, too.
2: I'll see you real soon.
1: Mags and dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and dads. (laughs)
2: <laughs> sad. I don't know I, would you mind if i if i actually flew out there to see you like what when's my window of opportunity where it's i can It's funny that you, you think
1: anything i say right now is going to stop you from doing that
2: That's true. I might be there when
0: you get there.
1: That would be a hoot.
2: Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs>